you've probably heard about the benefits of intermittent fasting. But in today's video, we're going to talk about its relationship to women in perimenopause and menopause. So stick around. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to welcome Dr. Jamicia Braxton Barrett to our show. She is a family nurse practitioner, and I'm so happy to have you on our show because we've been wanting to do this collaboration for a while, and I'm really excited to talk to you about intermittent fasting. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. I'm excited too. Let's start with what is a family nurse practitioner? Okay. So a family nurse practitioner is a registered nurse who has gone back and gotten her master's degree in nursing. And the family portion of that means that we can take care of patients from the cradle to the grave. So we can take care of everything in between. There's also different types of nurse practitioners. There's pediatric, there's critical care, there's uh, psychiatric. So we're the ones who are pretty much primary care. Okay. I love it. And today we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. Okay. Now I'm a very big fan of inter intermittent fasting, but I would love you to give, I know, right. <laughs> I would love you to give a definition Like, what is intermittent fasting and why is it good for us? Okay. So intermittent fasting is really just simply periods of eating and periods of fasting. And it's good for us because it really, in women, it really regulates our hormones. So it's really good for us. And I'm sure People out there have heard about it, but it's so important when it comes to women who are in perimenopause and menopause. So does that answer your question? Uh, absolutely, it does. And I love that you went right into the health benefits of it, especially for women in perimenopause and menopause. What are some of the other health benefits for intermittent fasting or IF? Oh my goodness. So Andrea, there are so many different benefits, not just like you said, for perimenopause and menopause, but for anyone who wants to try it. Um, the benefits are decreased insulin resistance, which is very important if you're trying to get rid of fat and weight loss and also level out your blood sugars if you are a diabetic. Also, the benefits are increased, um, what we call in the brain, it's uh, BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And that is awesome as well. It protects you against Alzheimer's disease. It can read uh, juvenate nerve cells in the brain. Also, of course, the benefit would be weight loss. Another benefit is there's an increase in um, human growth hormone as well. And there is a slight decrease in cortisol, depending on how you do intermittent fasting. And I guess we'll get into that a little bit more um, a little bit later. But there are so many different benefits. Um, and also, there's uh, longevity benefit of longevity as far as if you're trying to live forever like myself no i'm so <laughs> just joking <laughs> <laughs> well it has that well the anti-aging is a big yes. factor of it right yes. obviously is the big benefit for it so you said so many things there, and i want to kind of break it down for a second sure. so bdnf obviously amazing for uh, our brain how does intermittent fasting help bdnf like what is the actual mechanism that it's doing for Okay, so when you're in a fasting state, it increases that particular hormone or that factor in the brain, and it allows the brain to kind of repair itself. And we didn't know about that type of research until here the last, I want to say the last 10 to 15 years or so. Um, as, as far as that research is concerned, it also allows you to have get rid of that brain fog that you get um, and have some clarity. 
Does that answer your question? Yeah, it definitely does. And you also mentioned hormones. So it helps to regulate hormones. Now, yes. hormones, insulin, we know is a, is a hormone as well. Yes. And let's talk a minute about blood sugar because for women in perimenopause and menopause, it is a major issue. Yes. Insulin resistance and also obviously it could be pre-diabetes or even diabetes in general. Can you talk a little bit more about how intermittent fasting relates to balancing blood sugar? Sure, sure. So in, in a fasting state, when you do intermittent fasting, so it, it actually, so let me just go back. Say, for instance, you decide to do intermittent fasting, say 16 or 8, or you decide to do a pattern of 12 and 12, or a pattern of 5 and 2, and I will break that down a little bit later. But when you are in a fasted state, your insulin does not spike. So your body has the opportunity to either heal, regenerate, regenerate cells, and to actually not um, spike insulin. So it can actually heal type 2 diabetes in people who have type 2 diabetes, because that's the problem. It's insulin resistance. That's the problem with type 2 diabetes. With type 1 diabetes, you can't really, you can't do anything with that. So you would not want to intermittent fast with type 1 diabetes. Thanks for clarifying the difference. Are there certain certain types of intermittent fasting or times that are better than others and why, especially for women in perimenopause and menopause? Right, right. So yes, there are um, benefits for people in perimenopause who want to start intermittent fasting. The Kind of the best one to start out, Andrea, is the 16 and 8. Because what you don't want to do in perimenopause is to be in a fasted state for a long period of time because your body will recognize that as stress and it will actually increase your cortisol levels and help you, it will keep you holding on to weight. If you're postmenopausal, you can really try them all. I actually do 16-8 myself. And you know, it's interesting that you say that because if I do go too long, I'd notice it doesn't have the same effect on my body that if I do the 16-8. So I love that you said that. And even sometimes we'll do 14 hours. So depending on how I'm feeling. And I love that there is the research supporting the benefits of intermittent fasting. And I think we should go back for a second to, let's say somebody is new. Some of our viewers might be new or newer to intermittent fasting. What would be the best way that you would recommend to get started? Andrea, there are so many ways to get started because we're all very, very different. And we, we just kind of know what our bodies can handle. So I would say if you're just starting out with intermittent fasting, then try the 16 and 8. That is that gives you an opportunity to sleep part of the time for your fasting, and yeah. then you're up a shorter period of time for the other part of your fasting, and see if that works for you. And um, if that does not work for you, and you find that that's very very hard, then I would say consider the um, five and two. That's also a good way to do, which means five days out of the week you're eating your regular eating plan. And then two days out of the week, you're eating about 500 to 600 calories for that day. And just kind of see how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, alternate day fasting is, is good as well. But once you get into, you know, feeling what's right for you, then you'll, you'll figure it out. For me, when I first started, I did start with, you know, I dabbled with 16 and 8 and I kind of moved it around. But now, Andrea, I'm really... I'm really a one meal a day girl. I'm an OMAD girl. <laughs> so, but I noticed that when I work out a lot, it, it doesn't feel good. So mm-hmm. I've pulled back and I've opened my window just a little bit. Instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of 23 and one, I've moved it to 20 and four. 
So that wow. worked out a lot better for me. That's so interesting. You know, I, so just so we're clear, when you say 16 and 8, 23 and 1, it's fasting for the 16 hours or the 23 hours and then eating in the 8 or the 1 hour time frame. So just for some of you who might be wondering. So it's literally you know, managing, not eating, fasting for that, that longer period of time and then opening up that window to that shorter period of time. Yes. And interesting I, about the OMAD. Sorry, go ahead. I wanted to be clear uh, for everyone that when I say that we're fasting for that period of time, that's literally fasting. That's like no eating anything. That's only drinking water, drinking lemon water, things like that with uh, no calories. And you don't want to drink anything like Diet Coke because, or anything with sugar or a sugar uh, taste because your brain recognizes it as actual food. And so what it does, it begins to have your body to produce insulin. And even because the brain doesn't know that this is not really sugar, it just recognizes that it tastes like sugar. And so it starts to activate uh, the insulin. So you don't want to do that either. You don't want to set yourself up for failure. Yeah. So you can have black coffee, you can have herbal tea, just nothing. And I believe when it comes to the lemon, you can have, I think it's up to a teaspoon or, or right. two teaspoons of the lemon. Yeah. So you don't want to have too much again, because because a whole lemon is actually going to make your brain think or your body think that you're getting food. So I love that you're saying that. Are there times when intermittent fasting is not recommended? Yes. I'm glad you asked that question. That's really important. So you don't want to intermittent fast if you're still developing. So if you're adolescent years or childhood years, you do not want to fast. Um, if you're breastfeeding, if you're pregnant, if you're a type one diabetic, you do not want to be fasting. I heard that intermittent fasting can also have potential negative effects on certain organs. Is that true? And what organs would that be? Well, that um, all depends. And I have heard those, those things as well. The, the main one that I've heard about are your adrenal glands mm -hmm. and that it could possibly throw your adrenal glands into adrenal fatigue. Um, I have not experienced that with any of my patients or my clients, but I have heard of it. Have you experienced that with any of yours? No, I haven't. And, um, but I do know that I was told by a practitioner that I should just be mindful of it. And just to, like you said, you know, if you were noticing some symptoms by doing it, you're not feeling great, mm -hmm. then perhaps, you know, it could be adrenals, maybe you're not drinking enough water, possibly your kidneys. And again, if you're not drinking enough water, possibly your liver, right? So there are certain things. So make, being, I love that you said, making sure that you drink right. because you do want to make sure that you are hydrated, staying hydrated and it is allowed on intermittent fasting. So make sure that you get as much. And you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I interviewed um, Cindy Bigelow. She's the CEO of one of our, one of Naturally Savvy is another company that I have that huh? it's a partner of ours. And they just came out with this herbal infusion that you put in cold water. And what's so great about it is that it has no calories. So you can actually drink it right. and get your water into because a lot of, some of us don't like drinking plain water. So right. anyways, I thought that uh, was a cool, uh, a cool way to drink our water. Yes. Jimmy, so you mentioned how intermittent fasting is really good for weight loss. Is there any research supporting this? Yes, there is. I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of uh, clients and women that I work with ask about that. And pretty much what the research says is that when you're in an intermittent fasting state, your metabolic rate goes up, which is excellent for women, which is really tough when you're in uh, perimenopause and menopause. Our metabolic rate drops because mm -hmm. our estrogen has dropped, our progesterone has dropped, our testosterone has dropped. And so when you're intermittent fasting, you have the opportunity to decrease your insulin resistance, which is what causes mm -hmm. us to have <laughs> more weight on and exactly. weight, right? 
And so when you're intermittent fasting, that doesn't happen. And it gives your body an opportunity to not focus on food and focus on actually uh, burning your fat that you have in your body, which is excellent. And it gives your body the opportunity to get into what is called autophagy, which allows your body to repair and heal itself. It also allows you an opportunity to increase your uh, BDNF. We talked about that earlier as well. So as far as what you're saying about weight loss, it is excellent for weight loss. I have seen such excellent improvement as far as myself is concerned. I, um, when I first started on intermittent fasting, initially I started because I was you know, wanting to lose some weight, which is kind of vain, but I did want to lose weight. I started on intermittent fasting. It worked for me, but I went back to my normal habits. I didn't make it a lifestyle. And so um, I knew that it worked. I didn't know really the, the science behind it and why it was working so well. So I think that's really why I didn't stick with it. And I knew that I really uh, felt really good on it, but uh, I didn't stick with it. I, I just I just didn't. And now I love intermittent fasting because one, it keeps my weight, it keeps my weight where I want it to stay. <laughs> Um, I, my brain is complete. I, I'm so, I'm so energetic and I have a lot less brain fog. I am not in perimenopause yet, but I believe it's coming because I'm starting to feel a little bit, um, you know, a little bit hot. So I, I believe it's coming. So back to your question about weight loss, it is excellent for weight loss and the research does support that. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. And by the way, it's not vain that you want to lose weight. There are so many, obviously, health benefits to wanting to lose weight. But if vanity is what is the impetus to want, you know, to get you to want to lose weight, then by all means, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's so nice to hear that you find you have so many health benefits from it. Yes, absolutely. And can I just mention some other things before uh, we move on? Because I don't, yes, please. I don't want the viewers to not get this part about intermittent fasting. And it's not just about weight loss. I, I think more mm -hmm. than anything, we do reach for it for weight loss. But when you are in a situation where you're obese, you are causing your body to uh, be susceptible to diabetes, hypertension, cancer, and so many other things. And it's so important that as we get older, we begin to carry weight around our waist. And that's the visceral fat that that's, it's, it's really where all of our major organs are. And we are more susceptible for those chronic diseases that I talked about. And when you can lose that body fat, you really, really decrease your, your chances of, or your risk of getting those types of chronic illnesses. And that's so important. I love that you said that. Thank you for sharing that because uh, it is true. Are there any supplements that you like to take while you're intermittent fasting? Yes. Yes, there are. Uh, I take a whole host of supplements. I am. So do I. So I think that's great. <laughs> So let me tell you what I am taking. I'm taking vitamin D. I take, and, and vitamin D is so good. I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about that. Vitamin D is really good. People think it's just for your bones and for osteoporosis and all this and all that. Yeah, it's really so good. so good for depression, for sleep, for your mood, for so many different things in women. And we really do need to make sure that we're getting our vitamin D, getting out in the sun and everything. And many of us are deficient. So it's one of those vitamins. I heard a stat, Jamisa, that I heard a stat that vitamin D, optimal levels of vitamin D, and we're going to put the optimal level below so that you know exactly where um, you need to be. 
if you have the optimal level of vitamin D, you actually can prevent something like 50% of like different types of cancers, which I thought was such an interesting statistic. Crazy. It's crazy, right? And we don't pay attention to that as much as we should in our age. We wait until we're deficient and mm. you know we get older. So like I said, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, uh, magnesium. I also take a liquid form of collagen. And um, let's see, am I missing any? Oh, I think I did miss something. I take fish oil uh, mm. in the uh, krill fish oil. I also take um, at night, Andrea, I take um, at night is when I take my magnesium and a melatonin together. Yep. Um, so that's what I take. Helps you sleep well. It helps me sleep extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm a big fan of everything you mentioned and I take them all myself. So, and the collagen I love too, because, you know, you were talking collagen so great for our bones, which is a little known factor that, you know, collagen really helps with our bone, but it's also great for wrinkle prevention. It's great for so many different things in our body, joint, you know, joint health, et cetera. So I love it. That, that is all on my must have list, Jamisa. So we are in line. I love that. Yes. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you feel you would like to share with our viewers? The only thing that I want to say um, to your viewers about intermittent fasting is um, just a little bit about my story a little bit. And I think I did allude to it a little bit earlier, but the main reason that I began to stick with intermittent fasting after dabbling with it for so long is because of my cholesterol level. My cholesterol level was shooting through the roof and I was waking up, Andrea, every morning I was so achy. I was just, I mean, I was achy like it came out of nowhere. So I thought that I had something called fibromyalgia and I went to the doctor and they wanted to try these medications and everything. And I began to do a little bit more research on intermittent fasting. I said, you know, I'm just going to try it and see how it does. If it does anything for my cholesterol, if it does anything for these achy joints and it really did. And I'll tell you my body, I, I don't have those aches and pains anymore since I've been intermittent fasting faithfully. Um, I don't have that anymore. And I don't have the brain fog anymore. And my cholesterol is so much better. My uh, HDL is really, really, really good. And my LDL is normal. My cholesterol is not where I want it to be, but it is 100% 100% better. And I'm telling you, it's it's due to intermittent fasting. It's one of those things that are so amazing to do right. and might be intimidating for some people who haven't done it before, but I work your way up. You don't even have to do every, you know, you don't have to start at 16, eight right away. I, I was telling a girlfriend of mine the other day, start with 12 hours, right? 12 and 12. 12 and 12, like, so start with 12, 12 hours and then work your way up and then increase it by one hour every week or two. Right. So it really can get yourself there. And now and you're sleeping for most of it anyways. I mean, hopefully you're sleeping between, you know, let's say six and eight hours a night. So there's a good portion of it where you're not going to eat. And one more thing, if I could add, I, like I said, you know, I work with patients all the time and mm-hmm. I have this one particular patient that I, I just want to mention, and I'm not trying to be your doctor or anyone's doctor, but with this particular patient, um, she, her hemoglobin A1C, which is a marker for diabetes was, was elevated. And we just went into intermittent fasting for her to see if this would help her because nothing would help. She said she tried everything. She tried the calorie restriction. She tried ketosis. She tried all of those things and nothing worked. And we tried intermittent fasting with her and she is off of all her diabetes medications. 
Wow. off of insulin and she's doing amazing. I'm not saying, I'm not saying for you to jump out there like that. I'm saying, please discuss it with your primary care provider, your doctor, whoever that may be of course, yeah. um, before trying anything like that. But it, it really is amazing. And I do believe that it's going to be the wave of the future as far as um, hmm. it, getting us away from being diabetic. It's just, it's crazy. And mm-hmm. di- diabetes is, is caused by what we're putting in, you know, um, type two diabetes, that is. Yeah. No, and I think that's great advice. And of course, speak to your doctor, healthcare prov- uh, provider, but also recommend, like, suggest it to them. So say, hey, here's something that I heard and maybe bring them the research, show them this video. So you can always speak to your healthcare provider or your doctor about intermittent fasting. I have one more question for you before we end the interview. You talked about the A1C blood test. Are there any other tests that you would recommend for people who are doing, for women in perimenopause and menopause who are intermittent fasting in order to make sure that it is working for them or just in general that they should be getting on a regular basis? Sure. So for women, I recommend that you get a TSH, which is a thyroid stimulating hormone test on a regular basis. I recommend that you get your lipid panel on a regular basis. I also recommend that you get a basic metabolic panel on a regular basis. A hemoglobin A1C you can get every three months. And in in your basic metabolic panel, you will see what your glucose level is. You can also get, I do recommend that you get a urinalysis and that will also tell you what the, what your glucose level is in your urine as well as in your blood. So those are all excellent for women to get. Now, if you think you are perimenopausal, then you want to check and see what your FSH is. You want to check and see what your um, estrogen is. You want to check those levels, progesterone, testosterone, and all of your uh, female uh, hormone levels as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Jamicia. That was amazing information. Where can people find more information about you? Okay, I am on YouTube, of course. I am the nurse practitioner extraordinaire. I'm also on Instagram at Dr. Jamicia. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Dr. Jamicia Braxton Barrett. And I'm also on Twitter as Dr. Jamicia. I love it. Thank you so much for doing the interview today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. That was such an amazing interview, and I hope you learned something about intermittent fasting. If you haven't already, please give us a big thumbs up. Make sure to hit that notification bell so that you're notified every single time we have a new Morphous video. And please share our video because the more you share shows you care. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time. 